0: Previously, on Eye for an Eye, a young girl missing an eye, a memory, and dressed as a member of the male gender, awoke on a dock. After following the unfulfilled groans of her stomach, she found herself without pay for bread and ale. You don't have any money, do you? Kurt!
1: Vono! Get this nipper out of my tavern before he eats anything else.
0: And here you're gonna run into my fist. <laughs> Quickly incapacitated by the mighty fist of the strong man, she was left outside the tavern. Then a man named Eric Neeraag tripped on her. Ah! What
1: the? Ah. Hello.
0: Are you okay? After recuperating in the boys room, the girl wandered to the docks. Where she discovered a girl looking to gather a crew to save the missing Prince Damien.
2: We must move quickly. Time is not on our side. He's out there somewhere across the seas. I know it.
3: You can't really expect us to go along with this.
2: Les, you keep saying we. What mean you by that? Well, me. And whoever else comes with me on the voyage.
1: She must be joking.
0: I'm sorry, Les. It seems I'm all that's left. Meanwhile, the prince in question found himself stuck in a hole with a madwoman.
2: Those men up there aren't my friends. That's why I'm down here with you. You think it's normal to stick your friends in a hole?
0: Dare I ask, what are you eating?
2: Wait, you don't want to marry the Princess Arisa?
0: Nothing against the patience, but I'm in love with the tavern. This is Eye for an Eye, episode two, Escapes. Around the same time that the eyeless girl, Kryda Mickip had found herself tripped over by the medical student, a man in rags who shared a fate intertwined with that of Kryda Mickip found himself washed up on a beach in a town called Port Plether. It was also on this beach that the mayor's daughter found herself meeting the man in rags in a manner entirely too much like that of the meeting of Kryda and Eric, the medical student.
4: What did I step on? Oh, I hope it's not a dead seat. Oh, the gods? It's a man. A non-dead man. My, he's pretty. Hello? Are you going to wake up anytime soon?
3: Perhaps. If you'll stop poking me.
4: That can be arranged. What's your name, pretty boy? Oh, no. No, you don't! Pick <sighs> up! Don't fall asleep! You're a big fat problem, you know that. Uh, why did I bother again? <laughs> Such gorgeous eyes. Well I suppose I'll just have to sit here until Papa gets word and make sure I haven't gotten kidnapped by pirates. They'll be able to carry you for me. I'm sure Papa won't object to your presence. Asha, Asha, my girl, what's this boy doing in my daughter's bed? He'll exclaim. And I'll just tell him his daughter happened to stumble upon this poor soul, beached as pitifully as a lost whale, and he'll say what a kind girl he's raised, and I'll smile and say it's all his fault. Perhaps Papa will let me marry this one. He's so very pretty.
0: Unfortunately for the man asleep, Usher was wont to fall in love with beautiful young men. And this young man was exceptionally beautiful. A fact that she could pick out even underneath the absolute filth that dyed his clothes. Unfortunately for her, the pretty boy's dreams were in fact filled with the image of a girl with two eyes he considered prettier than his own. Of course, little did he know that the possessor of these two pretty green eyes had only one left. The dreams inside the mind of the girl with but the single green eye were of a mildly terrifying sort, a fact not shown by her comatose-like sleep and not brought to the attention of the medical student watching over her. Eric found himself pondering her dreams, wondering if they held any of the memories she seemed to have lost. Soon the girl began to stir.
2: You're awake! Finally! Hello, friend. Eric Nierag, was it?
3: Aye, it is. Oh, I forgot to give this to you last night. It's a your
0: right? Helped to heal nicely, stop the pain and all that.
2: Hmm. Thank
0: you. Well, I imagine you probably damaged something when you lost your eye. May have been the blood loss or something else. Affected your memory and whatnot. Wouldn't be able to tell ya as I don't know exactly how it happened. How did you lose it? I
2: don't know. You mean,
3: you woke up one day with no eye?
0: Yeah, I'd
2: say it was something like that. Happened just yesterday if memory serves, which. I doubt. Oh. Right, well, uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, I really have to go soon. Time is of the essence. Oh, where are you off to? I'm going to save the prince, if I remember correctly.
0: Which I date, I take it. Yeah. Well, um, come back sometime. As if you're part again. You may need to pick up more of that salve. I'll be there studying.
2: you ever think of doing something else?
0: you ever think you're far less important than you can hope? No. Well,
3: I do. And I'm here to keep the important ones alive.
2: You don't think that's important?
0: They're pretty good at the jobs themselves. Which makes me somewhat useless. Oh.
2: Well, um, good luck with that, boy.
3: Ha! Good luck yourself.
0: And with that, Crieder Mickibs set off to the Lundaport docks to find the Lexington girl. On her way there, Crieder managed to completely forget about the task at hand and became distracted with a desire for a hat. An unsuspecting guard, used to standing absolutely still no matter what, found himself victim to her kleptomaniacal tendencies and found his head to be quite cold after she passed. She quickly maneuvered the hat out of its prior rigid state and found herself ambling along the same path she had taken to the docks the other day, which jogged her memory and set her once again to meet the Lexington girl.
2: Connathy! There you are. Make it. There you are. It's a little late, don't you think? Sorry, kid. It took me a moment to figure out where I was going. You do remember what we're doing, right? Did you find a crew? A ship? Well, more like I know which ship we have to take, and will take, and will eventually take over. You didn't find an actual crew? No, not really. They don't trust girlies like you. Word's gotten around you're looking for a crew, so they all assume. Oh. Oh, before I forget, do you have a knife? No, don't you? Nay, I had to leave most things at home, lest they grow suspicious. Why don't you have a knife, shouldn't you? Well, you can never afford food that needs to be cut with some and teeth. Oh. <sighs> Hold a moment, I'll get one. Wait, what? Where, where are you going? Hey! Don't leave me! Now, here we are. Where did you get that? That guy borrowed it while he's sleeping. Oh. I see. Well... What's it for? Oh, cut my hair. You're sure? Well, if I'm going to pass off as a convincing boy, I've got to cut it. Half the men around here have ridiculously long hair. Aye, and the other half have short. Do you ever see girls with short hair? I don't think so. Okay, but don't yell at me for it afterwards, all right? I won't, I promise. Just just go. Just cut it. Ow! Ow, ow! Stop it! Sorry! I didn't say I wanted to do this. You should have gone to a barber. Oh, Look, it doesn't mean... Oh, You have to make me suffer. Doesn't mean I'm trying... There, done. And no, you look about 14. And you look like my brother. Though he's got two eyes. How'd... You know, how how did you lose your eye? Blaine, an accident. Or... Something like that. Something like that? I'm not too sure. Huggy memory. That's a weird thing to forget. Anyway, when does our ship leave? Soon. We best be aboard soon. Make sure the captain knows we're there and whatnot. As for you, try not to sound too girly. You may not have hit puberty yet, so it's okay if your voice is a little high. You seem to know how to get away with this pretty well. You could say I've been through this before. Let's go. Hey, go ahead and give it back to him. Slip her mind. He'll get another scoundrel. Survivor. Oh, here we are, the Mary Anne. Such a happy name for a ship. Do you not think? It looks like a very respectable ship. Indeed it does. Oi, you! Where's the captain of this ship?
1: Uh, over there. Port side. You the new hands?
2: Oi, we are.
1: (laughs) Hope you've got small stomachs. Why? Oh, I'm the cook, Mac. I simply don't have enough food for anyone else with a large appetite. Not yet, anyway.
2: Well, why is that?
1: Uh, Crew says that I'm very good at what I do. I say they're just hungry. Anyway, I'll need to hurry along. I've got supplies to make sure we've got plenty of. Captain's at the wheel.
0: Right
2: well. Ahoy there, Captain!
0: Ahoy!
1: (laughs) Hi. Hello, indeed.
2: We have come to ask if you have any room for two hands. I've been at sea for as long as I can remember, and only recently found land and lost my crew. And this one here is green, but ready to learn the ropes.
0: Praise to gods we were running short on hands. It's a shame word only got around to two of me, but it'll have to do my first He can tell you what needs to be done and where you should be. There's five of us total, so getting to know us shouldn't be problematic. Have you run into anybody yet?
2: Aye, the cook. Uh, Mac was his name? Uh, Aye, he seemed to be in a bit of a rush to get his supplies. Ah,
0: Mac. We couldn't ask for a better cook for such a small crew. Of course, soon he'll be getting a crew he deserves. But for now, we'll have to make do with this lot.
2: Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? For us, I mean, if we can manage to nab any of the food before it gets
0: lapped up. I
1: suppose. Anyways, you better find the mate before we're off or you'll be lost for what to do. Maybe check low decks. Uh, right,
2: sir. Uh, goodbye, then.
0: It occurred to Lexington, a girl completely inexperienced with ships and the people aboard them, that the people aboard this ship couldn't have been the normal type of people aboard ships. It was, however, a thought she didn't want to bring up and seem inexperienced for. So, as opposed to questioning the actions of others, she questioned her own. Once the two had arrived below decks and out of the ears of others. Psst.
2: how am I doing so far? Good, you are a natural bully. Ugh, it smells down here. That's life at sea for you. Get used to it. <sighs> I suppose I'll have to. Where do you think we'll be able to find the mate? We could try... Captain's quarters? Did you find him? Any luck? There's too many hammocks in here for this to be the captain's quarters, but at the same time, this is far too nice to be the crew's cabin. So he's not there? No, but this door looks so inviting. I want to go inside. We should find out what we're supposed to do. You know, to help us fit in a bit more. Look, there's a chest! It has velvet in it, and... Velvet! Last, you know how expensive velvet is. Oh, well, yes. But I imagine they make a lot of money on a ship like this. <laughs> a lot of money on a ship. Oh, that's... that's... that's rich. Even Pyrex don't do so well. And the only people you'll find with velvet coats at sea are... Pirates and Navy captain types. Are, are you saying we're on board with a bunch of pirates? No, I'm, I'm just saying velvet the kilts are rare. Isn't it clean in here? Well, how am I supposed to know what a normal ship looks like? I work in a tavern. Besides, it seems really dirty to me. Look, another door. wonder what kind of wonders are behind this one. Well, that's unusual. What's unusual? Nothing interesting. Wait, wait. You you said it was unusual. Yay, just because it'd be unusual doesn't mean it'd be interesting. Well, what was it? How would you know if it was unusual if I don't tell you? You could open that door and find any number of things in that room. Aha! So it is a room. Clearly. Let's find them. I'm going to open the door myself. I'll do it. Don't worry. I believe you. I'm not stupid. My brother was a sailor. I have a general idea of what's on a ship. Feel free to look. I'm not stopping you. You are... Ugh, you irritate me. You want me to open this door with how much you're stroking the fire. Didn't I just say that? I'm gonna find the mate. You're a terrible person and I hope you burn in the pit. Ugh, fine, I'm coming too. Ugh! Oh really should use your eye more often, Mickey. But he wasn't there a second ago.
1: Who are you?
2: New recruits. I'm Mickey, and this is Ricky. Ricky, that's the best you can come up with.
1: Ah, oh, come with me. I'm the first mate, Stefan.
2: Yes, sir. If I may ask. Where are we going?
1: We don't have anything for you two to do at the moment except clean. We need this place in tip-top shape before we reach our destination.
2: Our destination?
1: Solgland. What you told?
2: Uh, they don't tell me anything, sir. Really? We're going to Soglin? The home of the Spectral Princess? Don't, don't call, call her that.
1: Point of respect and all. We can't let them know we don't what?
2: like her. We don't? What? Do you want to keep good trade relations or something? In
1: a manner of speaking.
2: What do you plan on doing with the princess? I well, thought we were escorting her, but you seem to have other plans. And how
1: the bloody hell did you find out what we were doing?
2: I well, have my methods. Why are we kidnapping the princess?
1: Why, I never said anything of the sort. What we're doing is more like borrowing until Sogland gives us our prince back. It's only fair.
2: Sogland doesn't have the prince. Now what you know,
1: he's kidnapped.
2: <clears throat> I'm uh, <clears throat> a bit out of the loop here. Can someone explain to me what's going on? I'm a bit slow, you see. All right, fine. Last night, I went burr-hopping in search of a crew and heard word that this crew was looking for new hands. Someone had a few too many drinks and mentioned the secret mission they were on to escort the princess in this time of uncertainty. A few more drinks and he elaborated on how the ship would be going to Solglen within the early hours of the morning. We're trying to find the prince. Why are we going to Solglen? Is that where Lazierda's gang is? Indubitably, he is on a tiny island not too far from Solglen.
1: He is? Who's Lassier's? Further Lassier's. proof they've taken him?
2: No, they haven't. The people who took him don't want the truce between Solglen and Alia. They happen to be pirates. They're on fairly good terms with Alia and spend a lot of time robbing Solglenian ships. You can see why they'd steal the prince away and blame Solglen. How on earth did you find all that out in one night?
1: Why are you so sure you're right?
2: I... I don't know. I have a knack for picking out information from drunken blathers. Is there a way we can convince you to change the course for the pirates instead of stealing away the princess?
1: Not everyone on this ship knows we plan to steal the princess. It's
2: such a small ship. You must be
1: kidding. Say a word to the captain, the ship's boy, or the cooper, and you'll be tossed overboard without a moment's thought. They don't know a word of this.
2: You're keeping this
4: from your own captain?
1: It's for the good of the country. I still don't believe your theory about the pirates. I need to see to the deck.
2: Well, aren't you bloody brilliant. You landed us on a ship with a load of backstabbers. Loyal backstabbers, though, don't you think? You're not making any sense. What are you talking about, loyal backstabbers? Well, regardless, we're staying. It's our best bet, especially since we don't have the time to waste so close to your home. If you really feel strongly against it, we can jump ship at another port. But we'll swear here, we can't do it, Laz. Not with your family looking for you. Grab br- Oh no, they found me! <laughs> Calm down. He's here for me, not you. What are you doing here?
3: You forgot yourself.
2: Oh. Oh. Thank you. Very kind of you to come all this way to bring it to me. Huh.
3: Not like I was doing anything important.
2: (laughs) Oh. Studying, then.
3: Nay. I was staring at my inkwell at that point in time.
2: (laughs) Doing what? Hoping to avoid making it spill again?
3: Just... thinking...
2: About what?
3: Life. The universe? Just
2: everything. If you don't mind my asking, why do you sound so depressed? He's just mopey because he sits in his room all day reading words that don't make any sense and feels like he should be doing something more useful and practical with his life. Yeah, that wasn't very nice.
3: Especially coming from the girl who died? Uh, Ts
1: crap. She know?
2: Are you talking to me? Is it that obvious that I'm a girl? <laughs> <laughs> she may as well now. In fact, I think she does. If she didn't, she'd be rather quiet What? You... Mikip, it... you're a girl, aren't you? Glad I didn't have to get obvious. I knew it. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. I already sort of figured it out, anyway. <laughs> so, what's your name? Your real name? I've been going by... I've makeup since yesterday. Who were you before that? I don't know. I expect someone will tell me eventually. That's very strange. Ah, uh,
0: she uh lost her memory when she when she ran into problems with her eye.
2: Apparently, you remember nothing.
0: Here we go again. Okay,
2: she.
3: <laughs> back here.
4: Ah! Paul, there, got you.
2: Well, I expect we'll have to clean this up. No wonder they need a cleaning crew. Ow! <laughs> Why won't you behave? Um,
0: are you alright?
4: I'm fine. Who are you?
0: Um, nobody of importance, I guess. My name's, uh, Eric. Oh. And
2: who are you two? Nobody of importance also? Oh, we just joined the crew, actually. I'm Mickey. I'm, like, I'm Ricky. Are you sure you're all right? You've got a little blood coming out of your forehead.
3: It does. boy. let me have a look at ya. I'm a
1: medical student.
2: I told you, I'm fine. At least let me
3: dab up the blood a bit.
0: Fine.
2: So, what's your name, lad? It's Tander.
0: Ow! Be still.
2: You're someone of importance, aren't you, Tander? That's right. I'm the ship's boy. Someday I'm gonna be captain. Ah, is your dad the captain? No. How do you think ships are run? By divine, right?
0: Cheeky remarks from such a young boy. Are you done yet? No, yeah, not much I can do besides clean it up. Well, I best be getting back. Getting back
2: where?
4: In the
0: Academy. Why?
2: <laughs> Good luck. Flynn, you get back here right now, we I'll keel haul you. What do you mean by that? Well, heel holding is when you take a. Oh, uh, but good luck! Ah, uh, I hate to interrupt, but. Do you hear as much noise from the docks as before? What?
0: For one accustomed to treating others and hearing of others' feelings, Eric Nierag was wholly unprepared for the deluge of his own thoughts, fears, and regrets. Each grief that had recently fallen onto his ponderings made each step he took up to the deck of the Marianne an undeniable conquest. Of course, his two compatriots held quite the opposite reactions to the fact that the ship had undocked itself but a few minutes before.
2: Oh, the gods be praised! We've left port before anyone could find me. it' look, look, getting back to the university. Good luck. How can you swim? Well, you don't think you can. You want some help? Maybe a, a friendly push? Got the turn back! This ship may be small, but it's not that small.
4: Oh no. Oh no! No, 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 no!
2: What? Now you want him to go back too? me? Mikhip? do you think they can get this ship to go any faster? Leaving port isn't a quick task with so many boats, though. Mikhip, quick! Hide me! P- put me in a closet or something! If he doesn't make it up here and he doesn't see me, then... Oh no, he's seen me. Oh no! Oh, please! No! What's he doing up there? What are you prattling on about? Oh, your friend. How did he recognize me? I cut my hair off. Stay right there. I'm coming to get uh, you. Just because you cut your hair doesn't mean someone you spent your entire life with won't recognize you. Right. I have no choice. Make him please. You've got to hide me. Maybe he'll just leave if he can't find me. I can't believe you would tell through such lengths. It's about time to stop this foolishness. I'm the one being foolish. You're the Trying to catch up with a ship, Riley! Oh dear, God, he didn't hear that. He is the best swimmer. Perhaps you should take lessons, Eric. You could swim back home. I can't believe I'm stuck here.
0: With the aid of his own fondness for swimming and the intensely slow movement of the Marianne, Riley found catching up to the ship a definitely achievable task. What he'd overlooked was, with the ship moving in the opposite direction, he had no way of getting Lexington back to shore and found himself stuck like Eric. Being stuck was a common problem across the seas. Deep in a hole in the ground, in the hideout of a most dreadful pirate, sat the crown prince and the mildly insane Cervé R.K. Prince Damien had come to terms with his new life in a hole and had thus provided to become a terribly boring person to be stuck with as far as Cervé was concerned
2: of a way we won't have to be stuck here much longer
0: really when did you discover
2: this yesterday you're serious no i'm not i lied but i thought it would be easier to take than if i told the truth straight out that i've had this figured out since you got here
3: <sighs> you're joking you're not you're not.
0: Why, for the love of Alia, have you said nothing about this?
2: What can be said for the amusing factors involved in the breakdown of the noble psyche.
0: What? You have amused
2: me thus far. Then you got boring. You're insufferable. Careful what threats you make. I hold the key to our escape. <laughs> I hardly expect me a mere key
4: can get us out of a hole.
2: You are rather dim. I didn't mean a literal key. Do me a favor and stand up.
4: No, I want to moat sitting.
2: Get up. Or I'll make you stand.
0: <laughs> Let's not lose our <laughs> civility. <sighs>
4: uh,
3: uh, <laughs> Please tell me there's a reason beyond your amusement for why you're climbing me. Are you. Oh. <laughs>
4: oh, 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 oh a rock. Oh, good, show. good show. A little
3: light would be nice. It is very
2: dark now. Took you long enough to figure out what I was doing. Though I'm not doing this for the ambiance. you almost done?
3: My shoulders are becoming weary of your weight. What are you doing this for then?
2: You're extremely ungrateful. I think I should leave you down
0: here. No, no, please. 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 Not if you think you can get us out.
2: So you'll be nice now? Yes. Yes. All right, stay here, I'll be back.
0: You're leaving me here?
3: Come back, please. I said I would be nice.
0: The prince was quickly learning the assets of bargaining though for now his cries would go unheeded. Back in Port Pletha, Asha had been successful in waiting for a rescue party to find her and the beautiful man in rags. After they had taken the two back to the safety and confines of her home, the Nerol Manor, Asha had delighted in making the sleeping man more presentable. Of course, once that was done, she had little else to do but wait.
3: I don't want to go on the boat. It'd
4: be nice if you could wake up already. Are we have no, things on the water? water? Don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe then he will be a bit more rested and eager to see me. No. Alright, I'll leave him be. Perhaps Wait, if I leave the door space. open. Ugh. Huh? Where? Where?
1: Oh. It.
3: Is. Staring. At. Me.
4: Such gorgeous eyes.
3: Ah, seems this time the pirate was the one to get captured.
4: A pirate, hmm? Well, my papa isn't too partial to pirates, so I suggest you rethink your excuse for washing up on our beach. You can tell me the new one when I get back with your soup.
3: Uh, Out of curiosity, where is this beach, may I ask?
4: Port Pleather, clearly where your brain is not.
3: It's got her knickers and a knot. Usually the lasses are begging for me now. Maybe she has a lover and she's thinking of how to tell him she's desperately in love with me. (laughs) It's so hard being me, I haven't even told her how I feel about her yet. She's she's a horrible, conniving, absolutely dreadful, evil, vile little she-demon. Luckily I don't have to deal with this. (laughs) I think I'll just leave. Ah, ah, Ow! Bloody beds! Why do they have to be so hard to get out of? They're so soft. Uh, How is one ever expected to rise? I much prefer hammocks. Just so much easier to, to fall out of. There. It's cold now. <coughs> That's funny. I have this rather vivid memory of being clothed. Oh, ye gods! She's taking me bloody clothes. I feel so violated.
4: Look, yep, you brought. Them. Where
3: are my clothes?
4: Well. We burnt them, of course. You, the whole kitchen you, smelled wrong for our after. Those rags uh, were so disgusting. You, what, absolutely you, what vile, really. I'm amazed uh, you didn't rock uh, by merely you, wearing you, them. What, you, I was fascinated you, by the I fact cannot, you were able to get the stench off you. It uh, sure took a lot not. of scrubbing.
1: <laughs>
4: uh, you're welcome.
3: You burnt my clothes? Oh, well, yes, but... I've i ice dunking in water over them with the smell. But no, you had to go and bloody burn them gods above. I can't believe this.
4: They're just clothes.
3: Just clothes? Just clothes? How can you say that? How? They're not just clothes.
4: They They... burned like clothes. They look like clothes. As disgusting as they were.
3: Oh, you say that so easily about what may have been my last-ditch effort to keep a raving lunatic out of my naughty places. Now all I have is this pitiful binding. It may be useful for keeping my innards in but I don't know about keeping other things out. Are you done? I have nothing. Nothing left. Nothing but my own name. Gods above, why must you torture me so?
4: Now. You've got to eat all your soup if you plan on getting over that nasty pneumonia. I have pneumonia?
3: Did I have that before? You spiteful demon, you've cursed
4: me. Are you planning on eating your soup, or are you just going to look at me with those pretty green eyes and pout?
3: But I, I... Well, uh, uh, um. huh. well, I suppose it would be best if I ate. I'll certainly need plenty of energy to combat this terror. Even if it is pile-looking soup. Oh, look. The vegetables seem to be spelling something. D-I-E-R-H-Y-S. I think I've lost my appetite. The soup seems to know my name. And want me dead. Just
4: eat it! Oh <coughs> It's really tasty, isn't it?
3: Hey! Are you are you are you trying to kill me? If you are, you you should have left me at the beach. At least that would have been a the painless death. Uh oh. Giannis ah, chief! you just dropped hot soup on me. God, you're trying to burn
4: me jewels. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. However, if you're going to just pout and moan and spout and terrible lies about my wonderful soup, then you can just feed yourself.
3: Fine. I think i can prefer that. I can still use my hands, even if the rest of me may not be in the best of order. Perhaps without her leering over me, I can shove this vile poison down my throat. No, no. No, it's, it's, it's worse of my own volition. <coughs> Maybe the bread's better. Ah. Sweet victory. Hard tack.
0: And so, Rhys found himself more in love with the existence of powdery painfully hard bread than he had ever known himself to be. It was a love that nearly overtook the love he had for himself, as well as the loaf he held for the girl he thought had two pretty green eyes. Of course, that thought would not last for long. In the next episode of Eye for an Eye.
2: Thanks to your friend Lex, we may well be starving before we get to Soglen. We may not make it to your prince. It looks like we may have run into a little problem, boyo.
3: A man of my physicality is not used to dressing himself in, well, a dress. Stop throwing faces at me, woman! <sighs>
0: Next time on Eye for an Eye, Episode 3, Mishaps, only at MisfitsAudio.com. Featured in the cast were Christy Plotkin as Cryder Mikip, Xander Mobus as Eric Neerag, Alexiel Gutierrez as Lexington Carnathy, James Wartowski as Prince Damien Castanel of Elia, Alisa Michelle Ruprecht Breen as Survey RK Scott Vinicomb as Rees Conathy April Sadowski as Asher Nirol Captain John Tadrazak as Captain Forsar Robert Macbeth as Mac the Cook Sam Haft as is Stefan Ijulis. Sam Holloway as Tanda Lewis Russell Gold as Riley Greenley Jeremy Pierce as the sleeper, and yours truly, John Bell, as the narrator. Eye for an Eye is written and directed by Christy Plotkin. Reese and Asher are adapted from a short story by Alicia Oshner and Christy Plotkin. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced in association with Misfits Audio. Copyright 2009. RAR Productions. Go to misfitsaudio.com for more information and thank you for listening. Yar! There was music
2: in this show.